right, Sean, let's, let's go ahead and tie up our capes. I got that aerodynamics with our capes. What do you say about calls? That was a close call. Glad we figured it out, though. We're going to be talking about capes, cows, and close calls. Capes, cows, and close calls. That's the one we got. That's it. Hey everybody, welcome to another episode of Capes, Cows, and Close Calls. My name is Nick. With me always is my co-host, Sean, the Love Man Keen. What's up, everybody? What's up, Sean? How you feeling? I'm feeling real good, man. How you feeling? Good, man. I see you got your vest going. I didn't notice earlier. You're you looking real snippy. Right <laughs> Why is this man wearing a vest? I just, I just for this episode, apparently. Apparently, man. You know what I was thinking we ought to do? What's that? I think we ought to... We ought to like try to go not like I don't want to say old timey, but like an old school radio voices today. Just be like, oh yeah, like smooth jazz, like that smooth jazz. We gotta be like Nick and Sean here in the the Capes Cows and Close Calls studio. Just just going out there <laughs> to all those fine ladies. <laughs> this goes out to all the lovely ladies and gentlemen out there. If you're experiencing love. Let us know. This one's for you. Like that? Oh, you yeah. Know, you yeah. had to do the oh, yes <laughs> with it, though. Oh, oh yeah. yeah. Crazy. <laughs> you imagine we did the home or something no, like that? No, I couldn't imagine it. So then Batman came out of nowhere. <laughs> Golly. <laughs> all right. Oh, man. We just lost all the... Everybody just turned know, this, this off right away. They're like, what the fuck is going on? Turn this shit off. <laughs> All right, we're going back to normal, everybody. If you stuck with us for this to this minute and thirty second mark, we're we're back to normal. Anyway, the reason why we're talking about this is because Valentine's Day just passed for everybody out there in lovely relationships, or even not in a relationship. Sometimes you just love yourself and you treat yourself to a, a really nice Valentine's Day. You know what I mean? Yeah, I like that you put it in there. It's like if you're single, still listen to Basically, us. Basically, yeah. Don't don't. I mean, look. I imagine a lot of people who listen to us are single. I don't know. They're nerds, right? Isn't that? <laughs> nah, I'm just messing with you. Nerds. It's messed up. Nerds find love too. Listen, almost more nerd, often. Our nerd thing, though, like what this whole podcast is about. That's in, man. I know. That's what I'm saying. There's more nerds. I feel like there's more nerds out there than ever before. Yeah. Guy nerds, girl nerds, they're all out there. Whether you love comic yeah. books or anime, or fucking. You just like the Marvel movies. I feel like everybody's a nerd about something. Because even jocks are just nerds about sports. Good point, man. Good point. Yeah. God, what a world we live in now. I'm you saying. Know what I mean? Things are changing. It's great. It's almost like, it's almost not cool nowadays to not be a nerd. You know what I mean? Right. It's weird. Yeah. It's weird What stuff. a time to live what in. What a time. What a time to be alive. But anyway, so yeah, Valentine's Day just passed, so... We're here to talk about some of uh some of the comic book couples, man. Some of the couples in comic books. This one oh, we're gonna. Yeah. <laughs> I'm gonna keep it going. You are. I think I'm gonna. I'm also gonna throw some love songs in there just out of nowhere. Fair enough. Just be like, I love you, baby. baby. And if it's quite we do a lot right, of singing. On I this need podcast. you, baby. We're just gonna change into a singing podcast. It's just gonna be you and I. I know, right? Not singers, just doing not our best. Not singers whatsoever. <laughs> And see how long people stick around. But we're gonna talk about some of some of, some of the comic book couples today. Um, no particular order, no particular list. We're just kind of 
You know, we're kind of winging this episode because yeah. we thought it'd be cool, like a top, a cool topical episode for Valentine's Day to just talk about comic book couples, but we really couldn't decide on exactly how to do it. If we should do like a list of the best, the most powerful, the most iconic, like we weren't really sure. So we right. just, there's too many different ways to like categorize it. Yeah, and difficult to put everybody into. You know, just we're just winging. We'll just, just go for we're it. We're just winging it. Coming off the top of the dome, the ones we remember. Is that um, the first episode where we flung? It's not gonna be the last no, one. No, it won't be the last one. But it's, it is one of the first ones. I, I don't have any notes in front of me. Usually, I have a fucking. Well, I put the notes in my phone, but it'll be like a page or two full of notes to kind of keep us moving. But yeah, we're just gonna go through these couples. We're gonna talk about them a little bit. The ones we we know about. The ones we don't know about. We'll probably just mention them. And uh, yeah, we're gonna have some fun today. We're gonna have some fun. We're gonna wing it. Let's do it. Let's do it. That's a. That's, that's how you start, because I feel like I always start. You do always start, because I feel like I start the podcast. That's why I always hand it over to you to Listen, start the topic. I've, I've started our voice, and I've sang <laughs> once already. We're only four and a half minutes in. Fair enough. All right. Well, I guess I'll start with one that's the couple that's most in the public eye at the moment, which would be the Scarlet Witch and Vision. Hmm. It's a good call. Yeah. The show's going on right now, WandaVision. Um, really diving into their relationship, but... Scarlet Witch and Vision have been a couple in the comic book. So for those who of you who watch the movies but don't read the comic books, it is taken directly from the comic books. They have been in a relationship in the comics. Scarlet Witch has also been with a couple other people. Vision has had a storyline where he had an android wife and android children. But the most iconic would be the two of them. Um, true, true. It's hard to talk about them and not talk about the show currently. It is. I'm going to, like, two seconds into it. I've, I've been very much enjoying it. Oh, absolutely. Twists and turns all over Man, the place. Man, it's a great show. It's well, really Well, definitely good. when it ends, probably dedicate a whole episode, oh, a half episode, at the very least of that. 100%. It's, it's pretty great. Yeah, and I, I love that they're diving into their relationship because even in the comic books, it was a complicated relationship because the truth right. of the matter is, like, he is a humanoid uh, robot. He's He's only... Uh, I can't think of the word, but he—he's not fully organic. He's only semi-organic, right? He's—he's he's an android, but he's—he's—he's he's not like a full robot, robot like an Ultron, but he's not a hundred percent a human being. So he's kind of like that weird in the middle, but still falls in love. You know, while we're, while we're talking about this, is slightly off topic, but I definitely um, made a TikTok about him being an android and being worthy or not worthy to lift the hammer and we talked about this before no, not really off topic. men it started quite the debate huh. i mean a lot of people had strong opinions one way or the other interesting interesting okay uh, we gotta talk more about that so yeah man they, they were together um right up until she killed him in the comic book spoiler alert um Right before the House of M's. You got to say that before. Yeah, I know. Spoiler alert. Uh, she killed him in Avengers Disassembled. She killed him and like two other people. Um, so, yeah, it was a it was a big deal. And Hawkeye and who? Hawkeye, the last Vision, and Ant-Man, Scott Lang, Ant-Man, I'm pretty sure. Right. Yeah. Right. Yep, yep, yep. Um so yeah, they've been through a fair share of, of, of ups and downs, but yeah, I mean, and then uh, so Wanda created their children using magic, correct? And then um, she technically made a 
you kind of made a deal with the devil, but that's a whole nother story for a whole nother yeah, time. Yeah, there's, there's different versions of that, too. But I know, so when Agnes, which is the, the older witch. Uh-huh. Is it Agnes? Yeah. yeah. Uh, when she came around, um, basically Wanda realized that her kids were like her powers and like they end up disappearing on her. And then Agnes just wiped her memories from it. Mm. And then later on, when Wanda figured out that's what she did, Wanda killed her. Craziness, man. Yeah. Yeah, they've been through some stuff. So, yeah. Tough, tough relationship. It is. You know what you're bargaining for when you're an android and you want to have kids. Yeah, and a witch. But you know what? Arguably one of the strongest couples in Marvel Comics. Easily. True. Easily up, up at the top of the list of strongest couples in Marvel Comics. So, you know, good for them. Who you got? All right, I'm going to start with the biggie. We'll just go right into the... Because we can talk about this one probably for a minute. We should. Just strain things out for people. Let's talk about Joker and Harley Quinn. Mm. <clears throat> so a little... I mean, a little... I thought you were going to go Superman and Lois Lane, but... I like the switch up. Yeah. Yeah. It's the first one I wrote down was Joker and Harley Quinn. The thing about these two is you hear people often say that they want to have a love relationship like the two of them and i'm here to tell you nick no you don't no you fucking don't (laughs) you definitely don't want that um because the thing about those two is the joker is very very manipulative like outrageous like i can't say manipulative enough if there was a dictionary like if you look up toxic relationship there's a picture of harley quinn and the joker next to it they are the definition of a toxic relationship and uh, what I, when you really dive into it, the thing is, is people always talk about that Joker is incapable of having a good relationship with Harley Quinn because he's so obsessed. And in his eyes, he's almost like in a relationship already with Batman. Mm. Not that it's a, you know, a sexual like thing a love or anything like that. Right. But it's a, he's just so focused that the, the number one person in Joker's life is Batman. So there's not room for Harley Quinn to be there. Oh. And so they... they you know, when you read the comics, they kind of like really dive into that, and you see how things are super toxic, and how he's just super manipulative to her, and he has this idea like, oh, I can do whatever I want to her; she's gonna come back. Like, I just have to do the smallest type of gesture, she'll come right on back, and that, and that's truly what it is. And you know, in the comics, you eventually do see them break up, and they're on and off, like yeah, consistently all the time, right? And I, I've talked about uh, on this show before. I'm pretty sure that Harley Quinn was actually created. Uh, in the Batman animated series, yep. right? So yep. I'm going to say, like, her main story does come from that. What's interesting enough is this character was created because uh, originally they were going to have an episode and they need somebody to jump out of the cake and they thought it would be weird for it to be the Joker. So they made Harley Quinn literally to have a female jump out of the cake and then they changed their minds and had the Joker jump out of the cake anyways. <laughs> and Harley Quinn's the person that wheels the cake. Uh, it's the only reason that character was created. Craziness. Uh, but they do give the backstory eventually that, uh, you know, she was a psychiatrist at Arkham Asylum. Right. And uh, one of her patients was the Joker. What's the story? Is it called Mad Love, right? Mad Love. Yeah, okay. yeah. And the Joker, um, you know, kind of tricks her and, like, basically gets her so fascinated that she falls in love with him. Right. And ultimately ends up breaking him out and taking on the persona of Harley Quinn. Craziness, man. Yeah. Yeah, no, it's a, it's a wild relationship story, like, for sure. Definitely. It's super fucking toxic. And yeah. But no, I mean, it definitely makes for one of the more interesting uh, relationship backstories in comic books, I'd say, for sure. And it's it's obviously like a huge staple 
in that realm, you know, like couple comic book couples people always think of joker and harley quinn so yeah i mean you hear people say it like oh i want to love just like that especially man especially when suicide squad came yeah out. everybody here to calm down yeah they do they definitely just calm down all right you know we were talking about earlier before we were recording that uh it's actually hard to think of villain couples it is when you think of combo couples in general you know joker and harley quinn are one of the first ones you think of. i know it's one of the few and it's a villain one so i know i when you mentioned that i was just like yeah I, I couldn't off the top of my head think of one other than Joker and Harley Quinn, but it's crazy that they're that iconic. You know what I mean? Right. Like, it's it's wild. Um, all right, yeah, let's keep this train rolling. So, like I said, we're just kind of winging this. So, we were just talking about it when we were talking about Scarlet Witch and Vision and the kids that she created, which we've also just seen in the show as well, right? Right. Uh, so, I guess, spoiler alert again for the show and for the comic book, but in the comics... She does create these children. They're twins. They're twin boys. One takes on her abilities as the, like, a, like a warlock, right? And then one's a speedster like Quicksilver. But in the comic books, in the Young, Avenger, Young Avengers storyline, there is a group of Young Avengers, which include her, her two sons. Her warlock son goes by the name of Wiccan in the comic books. And he's in the Young Avengers group with another character by the name of Hawkling. And Hawkling is a scroll who's like a good scroll and he shapeshifts and he's all this other stuff. So, you know, not only are they a gay couple, but they're interspecies couple. Because Hawkling is not of Earth. Like, he's not an Earthling. He's an alien. He's a scroll. And he's in a relationship with Wiccan. Yeah, I thought that was pretty okay. interesting. Yeah. I don't know enough about any of these characters to really have much input on yeah, this. Yeah, I mean, okay. it's, like, I, like I said, it's, it's it's not that much. Like, I've read the Young Avengers. Does he shapeshift a bunch? He does shapeshift a bunch. Um, he typically takes on a humanoid form in his everyday life because his true form, he does actually kind of look, he kind of looks like a smaller Hulk with wings, honestly. Like, that's, like, his true form. So he does take on a more humanoid form, like, in his day-to-day life. And usually when you see the two of them together, that it like, that is the form he's typically in. But, again, like, you know, he never transforms into, like, a female. Like, it, he's always a male, yeah. so they are a gay couple. And, like I said, they're an interspecies couple. So it, it, it is different, and, you know, it's, it's nice for that inclusion and that they went that route to do that and, I mean, they seem to have a pretty good relationship. And again, in terms of strength, like they're pretty fucking strong. Like he's, he his powers are similar to Scarlet Witch's. And then you get Hawkling, who's like a sh- a super sh- a shapeshifter with super strength. That was a tongue twister. And like you know, they're on a team together on the Young Avengers. So it definitely makes for an interesting dynamic. And they they flesh it out a bit in the Young Avengers storyline, which is great. Anybody who hasn't read that, you should definitely read it. You can read, like, the main series. It's, like, things like 12 issues. It's good stuff. Um, but, yeah. All right. Awesome. Next on my list, uh, I just felt like I should go together. We have I have Harley Quinn and Poison Ivy. Yeah. So, you know, like I said, Harley Quinn and Joker, they're on and off again. But, you know, during their off times... Uh, we often see Harley Quinn dating Poison Ivy. So Harley Quinn is, you know, bisexual. Poison Ivy is, I think it's just a lesbian. Um, and what's awesome about it is where 
Harley Quinn's relationship with Joker is so toxic. On the flip end, her relationship with Poison Ivy is actually very positive, very healthy. Um, you know, they're both the villains, so they share that. Like, they're going to do heists and stuff. But you see Poison Ivy, or sorry, you see Harley Quinn caring more about plants and stuff. Yeah. And, like, Poison Ivy caring just about the overall well-being of Harley Quinn and, you know, dealing with the toxicity of Joker and all that stuff. So they actually have a very healthy relationship if you uh if you ever watch the harley quinn show you kind of see them slowly you know spoilers to it too i guess but you see them their positive like how they're good for each other and how that like slowly blossoms into something more yeah i think that's one of the the more interesting aspects of the relationship is that it doesn't initially start off as a romantic relationship it's more of just like a it's like a good friendship yeah, it's like a good friendship that devolves into uh, a more romantic relationship and you kind of get to yeah you, you see that play out and like you said they are still villains so they still kind of do bad stuff but they are they do look out more for each other's interests and they're both kind of messed up in their own ways and they right. seem to balance each other out so that's that's pretty cool um nice little, little lesbian action nice um let's um let's go with Let's go with one of the more iconic ones. We got Spider-Man and Mary Jane Watson, right? Spider-Man and MJ. Spider-Man and but MJ. But before we go to Spider-Man and MJ, actually, we'll start with Spider-Man and Gwen Stacy, Ooh. which most people don't realize that Gwen Stacy was MJ before it was MJ, right? Like, that was Spider-Man's main love interest before Mary Jane Watson came into play. Um, so is that is that the main, like, is that the amazing Spider-Man storyline that Gwen's first because it always yes, confused me because some sure. things you would read and like Spider-Man's interested in MJ and they're like freshmen in high school yeah so it's always been a bit confusing to me on the order but I, I know it just it just depends on the the storyline that you're reading mm -hmm. like the, the version of the comics so look comics right um Spider-Man is one of those characters where like there were so many people who've taken on writing writing Spider-Man comic books that the timeline does become a bit muddled and you just kind of don't always know what's going on, but I'm pretty sure it is an amazing Spider-Man series that they focus okay. more on Gwen Stacy. Um, but I could be wrong. I don't know. Uh, but yeah, <laughs> there was Gwen Stacy. They, I mean, I don't know if they ever got to a point where they were in like in a really serious relationship like him and MJ, but the biggest thing with Gwen Stacy is that the Green Goblin killed her which is right. super messed up, right? Um, there's a storyline. The Green Goblin drops her. Spider-Man goes to catch her. And then it's still kind of debated to this day whether or not Spider-Man catching her is what caused her neck to snap or if her hitting her head hitting the ground is what caused her neck to snap. So there's still a debate on whether or not he kind of killed her or a Green Goblin. Either, Either way, she way probably would have died. But, yeah. So he, Green, uh, Gwen Stacy was his main love interest until she was killed in the comic books. And she stayed dead for quite some time. Uh, and then they introduced Mary Jane Watson, and she's arguably the more popular of right. the two, right? When you think of Spider-Man, you, you think of MJ, you think of Mary Jane Watson. I mean, of the, the three series movies, only the amazing Spider-Man did Gwen. Yeah, that they introduced Gwen, yeah. Um, and even when the second time they introduced her, which was in the Into the Spider-Verse movie, they went with the newer version of Gwen Stacy, which was Spider-Gwen, the alternate universe version. Right. Um, 
so it was still kind of off offset that way. And in the latest Spider-Man, the MCU Spider-Man, they didn't go. Well, again, I guess they kind of they kind of went they kind of went MJ, yeah. Um, so yeah, it's not Mary Jane. I fucking I can't remember. I can't remember her name either. But her initials were still MJ. So yeah. it was, I mean, it was well, whatever. Yeah. I don't think that was that big of a deal. No, I don't really care all that much. But it's uh, it's House of M where we see that if I want to make sure I'm not making this up. So correct me if I'm wrong. But when they do the the happy universe that uh, Wanda sets up for everybody, they bring Gwen back to life and he's like married with a kid with Gwen, right? It was Gwen, not MJ. Yeah, uh, yeah I think so. Am I remember that correctly? Uh, are you remember that correctly? Or is it MJ? I know he has a son. I thought it was with Gwen. No, I think it was with MJ. I think by House of M, MJ had also died. died. What a so rough to be in. Yeah, he, the, Peter Parker are, arguably has one of the like toughest like love stories in comic books his girlfriends just they keep dying for some reason it's, it's real rough on him yeah uh either he dies or they die like something happens but yeah i mean there's been there's storylines where he's gone as far as like being married um and having kids with mj and then there are others where she dies but yeah i mean when you think of some of the more iconic iconic comic book couples you think of spider-man and mj so nice yeah you went iconic i'll go iconic let's talk about a little bit about you know superman and lois lane how could you not how could you not man could you skip it it's like it's like the quintessential couple just in everyday life you know what i mean you're the you're the lowest lane to my superman like people who don't even know anything about comic books know superman and lois lane yeah I mean, what to say, man? They're a bit of a power couple, right? They're both reporters by day. Um, you know, office, obviously, Lois uh, often is reporting about Superman. You know, they meet as Clark Kent and Lois Lane at the, the Daily Planet. Um, you know, and it slowly blossoms into more. There's different versions, obviously, of the story. You know, there's her just falling in love with Superman first and finding out later. Her falling in love with Clark and finding out Superman later. Like, this, there's, there's a whole bunch of different routes that go with it. Um, some of the crazier storylines you'll see is like the uh, like the injustice storyline where uh, you know the Joker, not oh, the messed up guy, tricks Superman, basically gives him like fear toxin with kryptonite, and uh, he sees Doomsday instead of Lois Lane, and you know ends up killing his own wife, yeah. who was pregnant at the time. Jeez, so there's yeah. like messed up storylines with it too, and uh, but you know typically it's it's ultimately a very happy relationship that you see go on. Uh, very well for them. True, yeah. They they're one of those couples who don't have much controversy in the comic books. It's not anything weird or crazy that happens. I mean, the one time that she was killed, it it wasn't a like so far off alternate universe. You know what I mean? It wasn't even right. like the like the the backup universe, like the direct second universe to the main one. It was like a video game universe basically. Yeah, that, like that happened in. So, yeah, no, it, it is typically like positive. I think one of the most interesting aspects of their relationship is the beginning where like she's like Lois Lane is like in love with Superman, but doesn't realize that like Clark Kent is Superman. I think yeah. that's so ridiculous. Right. But uh, there's um, 
a, a YouTube channel called NerdSync where he has a whole video where he breaks down like why people can't distinguish Clark Kent from Superman and why nobody can seem to figure it out. So it's a pretty interesting video and it does make you think like, oh, okay, I, I guess I can see it now because in the beginning <laughs> it's just like, how, how is this square of a man not recognizable by the woman who loves him? You know what I mean? Like, yeah. Yeah. It's a, uh, it's funny. I remember so clearly walking out of, uh, Batman v Superman and that was like one of the complaints of like the other like guests like I just happened to be walking behind him it's like man why why does nobody know that he's Superman all he's doing is wearing glasses and I'm just sitting there I'm like that's an iconic Superman thing like you can't complain about this movie and that's the thing yeah. you're gonna choose to complain about yeah, that's that's true through every version of this character yeah. like alright anyways alright cool um, yeah so I, I think also an interesting aspect to the the two couples that we just talk about is their dynamic of like one is a super powered superhero being you know what i mean and the other one is not they're just an everyday ordinary person i think one of the most extreme extreme examples of this is the hulk and betty ross right like you got this monster of a being right the hulk the angry gets the the stronger he gets, he destroys, he smashes, he does all this thing. But he has a gentle side for this woman, Betty Ross, who he fell in love with. Who, if I'm not mistaken, Bruce Banner also loves. So I don't know if it's just yeah, like I think carried him over. Him and Bruce Banner like kind of are like dating in a lot of versions. Yeah. and it kind of and it's interesting because they do a lot of like play with like the Hulk and Bruce Banner are actually different individuals, mm-hmm. but they both like automatically just shared that love for Betty. Yeah. So we, in a lot of instances, we see like a, a, a tender, like calm down Hulk when it comes to Betty Ross and being around her and being with her and things like that. And again, she, she's not the, the woman who's like, Oh, get away from me. You monster kind of thing. You know, like she embraces right. the Hulk for who he is and what he's about and all this other stuff. And boy, if you want to make him mad, hurt Betty and he will fuck yeah. you up. <laughs> So that I think what's interesting too is a lot of people don't realize that she exists in the MCU. I know they don't. Yeah, everybody just forgets about that movie. Yeah, no, she was there. She was in yeah. the MCU before this whole fucking uh, Bruce Banner and Scarlet and Scarlet um, Black Widow. Johansson. Yeah, Scarlet. <laughs> that's it, Black Widow. It throws me off every time because I'm thinking Scarlet Natasha Witch. Romanoff, think, that's weird. Yeah, Natasha yeah. between Black Widow and the Hulk before that whole thing happened in the which is. MCU canon, right? Is the Hulk had Betty Ross, so it, it's kind of similar. I would similar. love if they brought her into the um, She-Hulk show. Did they? All oh, right, I they would did. love if they will. Did they announce that? I feel like they. No, they announced the Hulk's in. They didn't announce that Betty's going to be mm. in it. Hulk and uh, Abomination will be in. Gotcha. Right. Okay, that's who they're bringing back. I knew they were bringing like somebody from the show. I just couldn't think of who it was. But yeah, man, uh, interesting relationship. I don't have a, a ton to say about that. It's just, yeah. Yeah, I mean, they've always had a fairly cool dynamic that she's able to calm him down. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yep. All right. Yeah. All right, so next for me, I got, uh, I think it's a fairly common known one. I got uh, Batman and Catwoman. Now, you know, Batman's dated several 
women. That man gets around. He gets man. around like none other. He gets around. Uh, but I think the most popular one, the one most people know, probably a little more iconic form, would be the Catwoman. What yeah. makes it interesting is, you know, Catwoman is technically a, a criminal, right? True. Like she steals. You know what's, uh, it's actually interesting for Batman villains in general is, you know, Catwoman typically steals from like people that do things to cats are kind of just like a-holes in general. No. Just like, you know, Poison Ivy's whole thing is like, if you're mean to plants, she's going after you. Or, right. you know, Mr. Freeze is all just trying to do things to like save his wife. So the, his villains tend to have more just reasons than like just trying to get their own, right? Yeah. Um, and that's something you could say about Catwoman. And, you know, she kind of, I think she, she teeters more in anti-hero land. Yeah, definitely. Um. And what's cool is in the comic, yeah, she, you see these two actually get married. So, yeah, that that was the big thing recently, right? right. Yeah, that was a big. Uh, they actually don't end up getting married, do they? I don't know. I didn't read that comic book. I think I didn't read it either, but I think I heard that they actually didn't end up getting married. Uh, but it was gonna be like a big event, like they had a full page cover for it. Yeah, of like the two of them. But yeah, man. Batman does get around, but Catwoman is definitely one of his more iconic relationships for sure. It's tough for him. He he, he wants love, man, but she just can't do the, seem to do the right thing all the time. I'm sure he's hard to date too, though. Yeah, he's married to his work. <laughs> that's very true. That's very true. I mean, you see him. I mean, let's just we can kind of power through a couple. Like he, we see him, he's with Wonder Woman at one point. Yeah, uh, very which is really um, cool. Yeah, I like that. One of my favorite. Um, aspects of the justice league cartoon yeah. from back in the day yeah, yeah. I, I i really enjoy that dynamic yeah definitely because you see this like he's the only non-powered person on the justice league really yeah i mean at least in the main group right and then he goes after the most powerful woman <laughs> he could possibly go after and uh, it's like and he gets he does it the cojones on this uh, bruce wayne guy you know what i mean they go after her. It's what's, crazy. what's crazy about that animated series too that same universe is you see batman take lois lane on a date yeah yeah i mean yeah, he was he was a no boss. chill this guy <laughs> uh i would also say that uh talia gold's another really big one ah yeah he likes him some villains doesn't yeah. he my gosh although she did drug him and Make him. That's just one version. Yeah, <laughs> that's one version. It's one of the versions he's he's all about it too. Yeah, that's true. That's true. Um, but yeah, I mean, some, some villains. I feel like Talia, Gore, Wonder Woman, and Catwoman are the ones that are like very much worth mentioning, dude. Even some Barbara Gordon versions, some more messed up versions. Yeah, that's true. That's very true. Gosh. Fucking Batman. All right, cool, cool. Um, one I did forget to mention because you talking about Batman and Catwoman made me think about it. But Spider Man did date um, Black Cat at one point too. So in that same vein of like a hero and an anti-hero kind of situation, they did. I swear date in the old cartoon, bit. Black Cat was Gwen Stacy too. I don't know if that's correct. In the nineties cartoon, which could be. I don't know. You could be right. Uh, but another big, um, Marvel's big, I would say, superhero and like villain slash antihero relationship who s- shares a similar dynamic to Batman and Catwoman would be Daredevil and Elektra, right? Right. Like they they were love interests, but she she's similar to Catwoman just when it comes down to it, like choosing to do the right thing is tough for her, right? And Matt Murdock, Daredevil, is all about, like, 
very, very strong morals, similar to Batman. And like, you know, he there's certain things he won't do. There's certain lines he won't cross. And he has his whole the religious aspect in him, his 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 Catholic morals and things like that. Right. And Electra is just like she's a killer, man. You know what I mean? So but the, their relationship does make for an interesting dynamic. And they've been through some stuff in the comic books. And more recently, because of their relationship, Daredevil are. Electra has taken on the role of Daredevil, the new Daredevil of Hell's Kitchen. So, cool, Pretty cool, yeah, yeah, man. Um, yeah, rocky relationship though. Real, <laughs> real, real all over the place. Real, real up and down. Um, I think that's all I got. All right. that, though. I don't know. Since I do Batman, I might as well do Dick Grayson. Yeah. Let's talk about. Let's mention two. A little, little player. A little player. You know what? It's a bit of a womanizer. Is he? He's a bit. <laughs> he's actually, you know how he's known? This is weird to talk about. He's also known as, like, he's supposed to be one of the best superheroes, but, like, he's supposed to have, like, the best ass as a superhero. Okay, like, this is a legit thing with Nightwing. It's obviously not Robin Nightwing. All right. Um, okay. But he's supposed to be, like, like the sexy guy. So he's, like, pulling women left and right in the comic right. book. But anyways... That's a weird thing for me to say, but I don't know why I know that, but I do know that. Where did you get that? I couldn't tell you. Tidbit of information, bro. There was something I was like reading that was like upset. I don't know. I'm not gonna get into it. It's gonna get weird if I keep going. <laughs> Let me just move on. All right, fair enough. Um, but Starfire. Yeah. That was a big and uh, one. so you know, Starfire, the, the obviously on Teen Titans or Titans together. Mm-hmm. Uh, what's interesting is, you know, that's another interspecies because she's an alien. Right. I guess Superman Lois Lane would too. Yeah. Um, but the thing they do with Starfire is they almost make her, um, like her species uh, doesn't put so much, what's the word? They don't put so much emphasis? Emphasis? Uh, I want to say about sleeping I, around. I know, I know what you're getting at. She yeah. very easily doesn't like, like, um, sex is a a physical and not so much an emotional thing, in the sense that like she doesn't have a problem just doing it. Yeah, I was wondering if you were gonna bring that up because the Starfire that I feel like most people know from like the cartoons is very different from the Starfire in the comics in the comic books. Yeah. Starfire in the comic books is is a much more sexualized character. Yeah, she's it's one of those. She is. It's almost borderline creepy how they almost overly sexualized. Yeah, that character. If you've seen um, any of the newer like Justice League movies and things, yeah, she's more similar to that Starfire. Um, and yeah, like mo and like most female comic book characters, the way they draw her is just like you right. know. Super curvy body, like just crazy, and yeah. then just yeah, just make her seem like. Then she hits you with the uh, sex is not a big deal on my planet. We just kind of do it whenever with whoever, you know what I mean? Right. It's like, uh, okay. So well, I mean, I'm sure this ain't the Starfire I grew up with. Yeah, yeah. It's I mean, it's very surprising if all you've seen is her in the Teen Titans cartoon. Like, yeah, it's just, it is. She's very different in the cart in the in the comic books. Um, so, you know, they have a relationship and I'm not saying, so I say that, but I don't think she was ever like cheating on Nightwing. Right. But, um, 
And there is one comic book that you see that she's like more than willing to cheat on whoever she was dating at the time. It wasn't Nightwing, but she's like, yeah, no, we can, if you want to sleep together, we can just do it. And it's like, what? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, but anyways, so that's one of the more iconic ones. Uh, but we also very much see her with uh, Oracle, Barbara Gordon, Batgirl, whatever you want to call her. So that's sure. another big relationship uh, that you see Nightwing and um, Batgirl together. Yep. Um, yeah, I mean, you see like issues with them like in the past, but they're they, they're typically they're a couple when they're young, and they're a couple again when they're older. So I mean, I'd say that's probably his bigger relationship is with her. Um, yeah, I mean, I don't know if I have to go much more into it. Yeah, he's there. He's there for her when you know she can't walk anymore. Definitely, I think the most the the most similar relationship in Marvel comics to something like that. Uh, maybe not, maybe not. But I don't know. When you talked about that relationship, the relationship that came to mind for me was um, Jean Grey and Scott Summers. Okay. Which is again a huge, huge couple in like in terms of Marvel comics. They're definitely amongst some of the bigger ones, right? Definitely. Uh, they've been around for so long. They've been through so much stuff in the comic books. I mean. And I mean, they, they they fell in love with each other as teenagers, and then they grew up. They've been married. Um, they've been through a lot. She's died and come back. Like he's been in other relationships. He's he's had a a, a psychic affair with another woman while they were together with Emma Frost. Like yeah. it's a whole big deal, man. But they've been through a lot. There's Mary's been a weird. The, her clone at one point. Yeah, there's there was a weird love triangle between him, her, and Wolverine at one point. Uh, they've been through a lot, but they're one of the longer running comic book couples in Marvel. And like I said, one of the bigger ones. I mean, and I mean they are a powerhouse of a couple. I think people underestimate like Cyclops as a character. Well, one because in the comic books they often write him as real douchey. Yeah, yeah, it's crazy. Um, but also, like, you think of Cyclops and you really just think of, like, his beams, right, his eye beams. But he's actually a really good leader, a team leader. Um, he's pretty smart. And, I mean, Jean Grey is, like, insanely powerful. So, But, yeah, man, I mean, like I said, they're one of those couples who, like, started off as teenagers and then grew together and went through a whole lot. And the whole X-Men in general, there's a lot of different relationships that go on amongst them. Yeah. Like everybody's ton. in everybody. <laughs> yeah, everybody's going with everybody, but that's definitely the more standout of all of the relationships within the X Men. Yeah, just to name a couple more. Oh yeah, yeah. Because I'm I, I'm not gonna have a bunch of details about all of them, but obviously you got uh, Cyclops and Jean Grey, uh, Gambit and Rogue have been in a relationship. And married oh, at one point. Yeah. Uh, Cyclops and Emma Frost have also been together at one point. No Wolverine doubt. and I think Rogue have been together at one point. Wolverine and Jean Grey. Like, yeah, Wolverine's pretty much dated all of them. Yeah, yeah Wolverine's dated Storm at one point too. He did. He's dated a lot of the X Men characters. Um, let me see who else. I feel like the Wolverine Rogue one. I didn't know about. Yeah, Wolverine and Rogue. Um, Rogue and Iceman. Rogue and Iceman. And because between the comic books and the TV shows, there's been, like, a lot. Um, Colossus has also been 
with a couple of them. It's, yeah, yeah Colossus it's, has been with Rogue too. Yeah, I'm pretty sure he has. Rogue gets around too, man. They, yeah, all, they all get they around, all get, dude. X-Men all, all get around. It's crazy. They fucking they do not mess around. They all go after each other. They just they don't care. Kitty Pride and Cyclops. I mean not Cyclops, I'm sorry, Colossus. Yes, uh, that's actually that thing that that's what I was thinking of. Not Rogue. Yeah, it's, Ki- it's Kitty Pride and Colossus. Um Yeah, man. So quite a few X Men relationships. Alright. What else you got? Let's uh let's talk about a little Green Arrow and Black Canary action. Yeah, yeah okay. it's like a little power couple right there. Yeah, two. Well, no, she has she has superhuman abilities, but still. Yeah, she's she's more on the, she's one of the more grounded superpower beings in in DC for sure. Yeah, so typically we see these two together more in the comic book. They they didn't really get into it in the Arrow show. So if you watched Arrow, I mean they they kind of you saw that character kind of date both their canary characters but right was, you know he happens that with felicity but felicity was a character that was made I love felicity man I love felicity too but she was oh, made gosh. in arrow like that wasn't a comic book yeah. character so in the comic books you know we see like you know power couple it's cute because they're both part of the justice league and they're like getting people to watch you know take shifts for them so they go on dates and stuff and like you know it's a it's a fun little couple to see them um what's interesting is just because they're a couple doesn't mean that they always agree with each other when it comes to things in the league. So you can see them taking different stances, but you know, ultimately they mm. still seem like they work stuff out. Hmm. Yeah. Good stuff. Good stuff. If you want to see them in any like animated thing, you see them date in the um, Justice League Unlimited and you see them in Young Justice as well. Wow. Well, All right. So no Marvel couples list would be complete. Without mentioning Mr. Fantastic and Sue Storm. I mean, it's the, it's the, dude, it's the family. Right the fuck up there. Again, if we're going most iconic, definitely, definitely high up on that list for sure. Right up there with Spider-Man and MJ. Right up there with, with Cyclops and Jean Grey. Like, Mr. Fantastic and Sue Storm, the Richards, craziness, man. Fucking Stan Lee was at their wedding. In the movies and the comic books, he was at their wedding. Like, how how does it get any more iconic than that? They've also been through some shit, though. You know, what definitely. I mean? Like, they've been through some stuff. Um, Remind me if you remember what happens with them during Civil War. I know it's something. Do they disagree with each other? They do. They take different they take sides. Different sides. They do take different sides. Cyclops. I'm sorry, not Cyclops. Fucking Mister Fantastic. Reed Richards is more on Iron Man side. And Sue Storm is more on Captain America's side. Right. For our listeners, that the, the comic book is very, I don't know if I go very, it is different than the movie. It's, it's different, but they do share some similarities right. in the sense of it is a similar thing. There is a government ordinance that wants to um, help regulate superheroes, and Captain America and Iron Man do take different sides. Pretty much what they do in the movie, they take similar sides in the comic books and they break up a lot of people. A lot of relationships struggle. A lot of relationships have issues. Um, whether it be like partnerships or actual romantic relationships, Sue Storm and Reed Richards being one of them. But that's one of the things they went through during Civil War. And then Reed Richards also created a a Thor robot that killed somebody. So there's a whole big deal with that going right. on. You know what I mean? Like that's That's pretty rough. Uh, but 
Yeah, they were, you know, Marvel's first family. They they have been they were married for a long time. Um, they went through that whole thing with Civil War. After Civil War, they tried to reconcile their relationship, and they went on like this vacation together and did this whole thing. They have children together. Some of the most powerful children in the Marvel universe, actually, some of the most powerful characters in the Marvel universe, mm-hmm. are their children. So, yeah, I mean, they, like I said, they're super iconic couple. Um, yeah, how much else to say about them? Enough said. They're, they're they're a big fucking deal. Yeah. So. Yeah. Hopefully we're going to get some introductions in the MCU of them. Man, I hope so. I really do. People keep thinking I it's really, happening. really do. And there are a lot of instances in the comic books where um, Dr. Doom is jealous of Reed Richards for a lot of reasons, including the fact that he got sued and he didn't. So, hmm. yeah. I get it. <laughs> I mean, look. All right, next up for me, I'm going to go with, uh, let's do a little Barry Allen and Iris West. Yeah, I like that. I like that relationship. I like that relationship a lot, too. You know, what's similar is, you know, it's a reporter and reporter, so it's almost got that Superman feel. Yeah. Um, But, you know, it's another kind of, it seems like they have a very healthy relationship. You know, she's, you know, aware of the fact that he's the Flash. She's very supportive of the whole thing, and... He's supportive of her, like, you know, going and reporting the stories. Like, he's not trying to, like, you know, just, like, keep her at home and safe. Like, you'll let her go and report things. And, um, you know, there's the whole, like, you're my lightning bolt thing that they do. That's kind of cute. Like, it's Barry Allen's way to get out of the Speed Force is just focusing on his, like, wife. And they end up having kids. And they have different speedsters. And they have old speedster family. And it's very, yeah. it's very cute and very iconic. And, um. You know, it gets you rooting for them. Definitely. We get to see them in the Flash TV series. True. Uh, I like that they just changed up a race just because. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. I was like, yeah, why not? I mean, it's you know what I didn't things. like? was that? It's that they made it that they grew up together. <laughs> yeah, that was weird. weird. Yeah, that was weird. That's a little weird. That's like his half-sister kind of thing. Yeah. That's, that is a little weird. But maybe that's why they went interracial with that one. It's just really... <laughs> Really kind of space them apart. <laughs> They're like real different. Like they want to make it like if you saw them in public together, there's no mistaking that they're not actually related to each other. You know what I mean? Yeah. So that I guess that works. That works. Cool, man. So I'm going. Um, I'm going to royalty now because there's actually quite a few royal couples in in Marvel comics. There's a couple at least, two big ones. So. One of the lesser-known ones, I would say, would be Black Bolt and Medusa. Black Bolt being the king of the Inhumans. So the Inhumans, Marvel loves, man, they love introducing different groups of fucking beings in the universe for some reason. Like, the mutants weren't enough. Now we need Inhumans, too. So the mutants are people who are born with the mutant gene that gives them some kind of special ability or attribute or what have The Inhumans are basically people who had a, they have kind of like a sleeper gene inside of them that is activated once they are exposed to this, this gas called the Terrigen Mist, right? Um, so one of the most popular Inhumans currently, I would say, would be Miss Marvel. 
she, Kamala Khan, who is super popular in the comic books, and she's about to get her own Marvel series as well. The first uh, Pakistani-American female superhero, which is a big deal. Uh, but she is an inhuman, so she was exposed to the Terrigen Mist. And they're going to go that route? With uh, being an inhuman? No. I think so. Mm. Yeah. I think they're slowly trying to just... I think for the MCU in general, now that they got Fox, I think they're just slowly trying to like bring all the comic book shit into it. They're just like, you know what? We're just gonna let's get it all right. Yeah, let's just get it all, get it all fucking in there. Because at this point, the only thing that they really don't have is Spider Man, and it's not that they don't have him; they just kind of only half have him. You know what I mean? They half have Hulk too. Yeah, but that's they they've worked around that shit. Yeah, you know what I mean? Like they're just like, oh, we can never put him in his own movie. <laughs> No worries. We don't have to do that anyway. <laughs> Storming everybody else's movie. You know yeah. what I mean? But anyway, so Black Bolt, uh, the, the Inhumans end up creating their own society because just like the mutants, like regular human beings kind of fear them and they like see them as separate types of people. And it's, it's crazy. But basically, they end up creating their own society on the moon. And they're a society. They're a monarchy. And there's a king and a queen. The king is Black Bolt, and his wife, Medusa, is the queen. Um, in terms of, like, it's crazy because, like I said, they're a lesser-known couple. But, man, are they a fucking power couple, dude. Like, despite the fact that they're a king and a queen of a whole fucking race of people. On the moon. On the fucking moon, right? Are they, like, known? Like, in the universe? Uh, yeah, I mean, to some people, not everybody. Right. But, yeah. but like, so the U.S. government's like, yeah, that's cool. You can just take the moon. Yeah, I think they know. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think so. Uh, but Black Bolt, for those who don't know him, he, his his abilities are crazy. So one of his, his biggest thing is he has a super powerful voice to the point where just a whisper can cause a skyscraper to collapse. Right. So if he ever decided to like inconvenient power, it is. So he never speaks. He never speaks. And him and Medusa have such a great connection that just by looking in his eyes, she can like kind of tell what he's thinking and she can like translate for him. It's weird, but it's cool when you like making things up. Yeah, it's it's cool. They're like, that's not what I'm saying. It's cool when you see it in the comic books because she's usually right. I mean, like if Professor Xavier is there, then he can read his mind, which works out. Right. But when Medusa's around, she can like do it and she's not. A telepath. She just kind of knows. They've been around each other for so long, so that's cool. But yeah, man. Just so if he ever screams, does he know he sign could, language? No, they never show him knowing sign language. That's ridiculous. He just kind of talks with his eyes. Uh, but if he ever screams, like he could destroy a planet, like legit, just crumble a planet. Um, but he also can fly. Has uh, a bit of super strength and a level of invulnerability, like. He's fucking powerful. He can shoot beams. Uh, and then her p- abilities are not as great. <laughs> uh, <laughs> she's Medusa, so similar to, like, the Medusa of mythology. She doesn't have snakes for hair, but she can use her hair as a weapon. So she can elongate can she turn it. Into stone? She can No, she can't do that. She can elongate her hair. She can make it rigid. She can use it as a weapon. Like, all this kind of stuff. But... I mean, they're a cool royal couple, so. Okay. Does DC have any royal couples? Well, we got our uh, we got Aquaman and Mira. Nice, nice. So I guess 
We'll do them next. Yeah. Uh, you know, King and Queen of Atlantis. That's it. That's it. <laughs> I mean, what else to say? They uh, yeah. they meet obviously in Atlantis. I think whether you go with your Golden Age or you go New Fifty Two, I mean, regardless, they still whether you know Arthur Curry was grown in Atlantis or if he came later, they still just fall in love. They eventually have a child and. They they do seem like they they I mean they rule Atlantis they seem like they're good leaders and they'll do what's best for the world but they also will do what's best for Atlantis first and mm. um yeah fair enough you know, you know something weird though what's that so I just found this out actually but after the events of Secret Wars which is a big Marvel crossover not that long ago I think it happened in like 2018 or some shit like that um. Black Bolt and Medusa break up, and she ends up dating fucking Johnny Storm. <laughs> That's so weird. Super weird relationship, what? right? Super weird relationship. I was like, what is this? What? So, but I mean, apparently it's a pretty good story, but I just thought that was super weird. But uh, keeping along. I think she like was like, man, this guy can't even talk. Let me just. Yeah, just move. Get, <laughs> going about. I can kill for a conversation. He, he won't even learn sign language for me. <laughs> I don't get why he doesn't know sign language. It seems like a very missed opportunity, but okay. Yeah, I, I agree. Uh, but keeping along with the theme of royal couples, my one of my favorite couples in comic books is Black Panther, T'Challa, and Storm. Man, I've been waiting this whole episode for you to talk about this. <laughs> um, How did you say Storm's name? Aurora. <laughs> I feel like you said it funny the first time. Uh, really? No, it's Aurora. 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 Like it's a weird, dog saying it. It's like Aurora. It's like O R O R O. Aurora. Yeah. Um, Aurora Monroe, right? Yep. You got it. Yep. So I yeah, know my man. X Men, man. I, I know. I see that. So they recently, they didn't have, they didn't have a huge uh, established relationship. They did know each other, meet each other at a young age, because we do find out that Storm is actually of African royalty as well. Um, oh, we, I've, I feel like I've yeah. talked about their relationship a number of times on this on this podcast, but yeah, basically they got married during the events of Civil War. They decided to stay out of it. They got married um, when Sue after Civil War, when Sue Storm and Reed Richards decided to go on their like little like rekindle the romance getaway. They actually called in Black Panther and Storm to like replace them within the Fantastic Four. So then the Fantastic Four was. Black Panther, Storm, fucking The Thing, and Johnny Storm, which was crazy. Super good story. I like that line. I also like feel like story. the audacity of them. Like we need to be replaced. The world's not going to be okay without the Fantastic Four. Yeah, that is, There's only a billion other hero teams. That is pretty crazy when you think about it. Um, but, yeah, man, talk about fucking power couples and just the, the, the representation of them, man. You know what I mean? Like, it's, it's great to see that – Literally one of the most powerful couples in Marvel Comics is a black couple, man. You know what I mean? Like, it, yeah. it just feels good because they are powerful not just in terms of, like, their relationship, but in terms of, like, actual abilities. Like, Storm is arguably, you know, one of the most powerful X-Men. And fucking Black Panther alone is already a force to be reckoned with. Now you give him a wife like Storm? Like, what? It's crazy, dude. Like, together... They're fucking. They're they're real, a real movement for sure. It does suck though that they broke them up in the comic book. 
dodos. Man, they dodo almost everybody. But let me let me hear what happened. I was a little upset about it. So after the events or during the events of X-Men versus the Avengers, which was a big crossover storyline, I feel like I'm making up these timelines. <laughs> so I'm not even going to say when it came out, but it was a few years back. Um, Storm basically... So they've both been obviously Storm was an X Men. Right. She's also been an Avenger. Black Panther's never been an X Men because he's not a mutant, but he's been an Avenger before, right? Right. Storm sided with the X Men over the Avengers. Understandable. Black Panther decided with the Avengers. What a prick. Black Panther felt betrayed by Storm. I felt betrayed by Black Panther. Right so, now. um, do you know what the fight's about? I don't. No, I'd mm. have to actually. No, I, I think I do know what it's about. So I've never read it. I wanted to read it, but I think I do know what it's about. Just briefly, I think it is about there is a mutant. Nope, I take that back. That's Civil War Two. Yeah, no, I don't. Well, let me hear that. It sounds good. Let's just say it's that. Um, one of one of these stories is based on this. <laughs> but basically, there's a mutant who has the ability to like predict the future. And the argument becomes, do we use this mutant to then figure out crimes that haven't been committed and apprehend those people before they commit the crimes? Or is that unjustful to apprehend people if they haven't even committed a crime? Interesting. Yeah. Okay. And I, like I said, I can't remember if that's the X-Men versus the Avengers or Civil War Two, but it's one of them. Anyway, so no, I don't know for sure what this, <laughs> what they're fighting about. It has to do with some mutant, though, I'm pretty sure. And yeah, to the uh, Wakanda was attacked, and then Storm showed up, and T'Challa was like, yeah, I just, um, I just uh, nullified our marriage. And she was like, you can't, but you have to... Doesn't the panther guy, the panther, whoever have to do that? And he's like, yeah, that's me. So I nullified it and I get get out. I was like, jeez. Yeah, he, he was real bogus. Uh, but he, he ended in the most fucking just savage, savage of ways. So I was a little upset that's about upset that. At. Yeah, they, yeah. I was like, man, they were such a good couple too. But so they're over, unfortunately. We'll see. I don't know. They might get together again. Who knows? That means comics. They'll probably get back together again. Yeah. All right, let's talk uh, just briefly, just a little bit, just a smidge. Okay. Wonder Woman and Steve Trevor. Okay. So I feel like the movies are really showing the relationship pretty well. The, re- right? the, the reverse of Superman and Lois Lane, right? Yeah. Superpower woman and super ordinary person. Yeah. Uh, you know, it's, I think the movies do their storyline fairly well. Like, we got the first movie we see, like, him showing her the world in the sick movie, you know, vice versa. He takes over innocent man's innocent body, body and just. But I mean, it's it's kind of one of those things where you know, one woman's gonna live hundreds, not thousands of years. Right. And he's where just Steve Trevor just an ordinary human. man. Yeah. Pilot. Fun was it World War Two? World War One. One. I think. one. Oh, okay. World One. Was it? They have planes in World War One. I feel really dumb right now. This is was not the question World asked me. World War Two, maybe maybe it was World War Two. When I say it was World War Two, yeah, I, I'll agree with that. But yeah, I mean, 
they seem like a very happy like go couple like i think things work out generally really well i just you know he's human so it's like she's just gotta outlive him so yeah. what are you gonna do yeah true true facts you want to talk about when um superman and wonder woman were together yeah, Superman, Wonder Woman. Uh, they're in a couple of different versions. You see them together, right? And I think the whole thing is, you know, it's one of the few people that they don't have to worry about hurting when they're together. You know what I mean? Like they can yeah. be together and be themselves and not actually hurt anybody. Um, I think ultimately, right? They have their different, separate love interests. Like, I don't think we ever really see Superman love Wonder Woman as much as he loved Lois Lane. But um, they were able to understand each other in a way that, like, they couldn't get from any other type of relationship. Yeah. Fair enough, man. You want to hear about a more controversial relationship in Marvel comic books? Let's do it. Ant-Man, the original Ant-Man, Hank Pym, and Janet Van Dyne, the original Wasp. What makes them controversial is that they, they originally started off with a pretty good relationship. Uh, Hank Pym then spiraled into uh, a real effed up kind of mindset you know what I mean he took on the persona of yellow jacket and all this extra stuff but what sucks about this couple is that they're they're probably most famous for Hank Pym slapping Janet across the face and knocking her to the floor so that kind of sucks yeah that's a bit rough Um, but it happened yeah, it did. We're happen. not gonna pretend like it didn't happen. It, no, we are not. They, I don't know. I feel like it's one of those things that Marvel likes to try to make us forget about, but nobody's forgotten no, about it. Nobody's yeah. forgotten about it. Nobody's going to forget about it. It somehow reminds me. It's got the same kind of energy deal. as uh, Speedy uh, overdosing on was it yeah. heroin or whatever it was. Yep. It's got that same kind of like. Yeah. What are you guys thinking when you wrote this? That's rough, man. So, yeah, physical abuse in relationships is not cool or okay in any way, shape, or form. But uh, in, in one of Marvel's darker hours, we saw it play out in this relationship. That's all I really got to say about yeah. that one. It's just a bit rough in that way. I remember um, uh, they were married. They got divorced after that happened. And Yeah. Is it? I think it's Justice League versus Avengers. I mean, it's, it's that or it's Marvel versus DC. It's one of those two. Mm-hmm. But the one where there's like chaos going on at the end and they're all becoming different versions of themselves and all that stuff. There's a point where they're like are debating if they could set things back or not. And it went back to Hank Pym being Ant-Man and him seeing what had happened. And he is like, if we set things back, it's going to go back to the reality where I hit you. Ah, and he's like, he's like, I can't think of a reality like why I would ever do that, but I don't want to switch this back to that reality where that does happen, and then like we don't work out. It's like, oh man, this is crazy. Yeah, that is crazy. Mm-hmm. So yeah, we'll move on from the physical yeah. abusive relationship. What else you got? Uh, we got a uh, Constantine and Zantana. Oh. oh, okay. So we got our we got our power as in magical power couple okay um you know if you read comics you know these characters but if you don't they're not super huge characters we've talked about both of them once or twice on this show uh you know zantana um is a very powerful female saucer who also dated batman at one point true um 
Constantine's kind of this raunchy, smoking sorcerer, and um, so they they deal with all the, like you know the dark magic. They they form the Justice League Dark Team, and you know any magical threats that you know affect the DC universe they handle, right? Yeah. So they're just this kind of power couple that go through that. We see them in the the Justice League animated movies. Um, you see their like relationship and how they care so much about each other. And the, the very last one, they're like officially together and everything. So yeah, yeah. I mean, worth mentioning. Nothing crazy about the character, but I mean, it is a that's a powerful couple. Yeah, definitely, yeah. definitely. Uh, a couple more I want to mention. Uh, we got Iron Man and Pepper Potts. We see that a lot in the MCU. Yep. Uh, that's also in the comic books. Um, to me, one of the more underrated couples in Marvel comics that I feel like doesn't get enough like love, in my opinion, would be Luke Cage and Jessica Jones. So in the Marvel Netflix series, we saw them together a little bit. Like but 10 seconds. Yeah, they kind of made it seem like it was more so like a fling than anything else. But in the comic books, it's very different. Like in the comic books, they get married. They have they have a child together. Like they're a real yeah like couple, man. And they like in terms of like um not physical power, but the power of like their love is as corny as that sounds. Like they're higher up on the list, you know. Like they really make things work between them, and they they stick together through a lot. They they don't really have much controversy within their relationship or, or anything like that during the events of civil war like they both took the same side luke cage fought w- with captain america he kind of kept jessica out of it because they had their child and things like that like you know they, they haven't really been through like that rocky that much you right. know what i mean so i think it, like i said i think it's one of marvel's more underrated couples or like i said one that just doesn't get enough spotlight i was pretty disappointed in the series when they made like they just made them a fling and they didn't make them like a real thing you know like i thought I it was eventually to... gonna happen but yeah those, me I don't too think those like, shows got enough well they both had three seasons so i don't know yeah. that's on them right it is on them like i wanted to see them become like a real relationship not just this kind of yeah fling thing they had going on you know what i mean so that was kind of disappointing both those shows seem like they started out strong yeah and just like definitely went downhill for sure. I don't think I ever even watched season two of Jessica Jones, but season one is phenomenal. I'm pretty sure, they, and they got to three seasons. Yeah, and season I, one was great. Season two was just like it was hard to get through. Mm. Okay, okay. Yeah. All right. Who else you got? Hawk Girl and Green Lantern. Hawk Girl and Green. What? Hawk Girl and Green Lantern? Yeah. Why does that one surprise you? I don't know. Hawk Oh, okay, okay, okay. I'm thinking I was like, you've seen the cartoon. I have seen the cartoon. That's a big part of that story. Hawk Girl and Green Lantern? But you're talking John Stewart Green Lantern. Yeah. I was thinking I was thinking how Jordan Green Lantern. That's, what? Were they together in the comic books? Yeah. Or was that just a that was TV show? That was a comic thing? book thing, too. Yeah? yeah. yeah. Nice. Okay. So, I, I mean, that. originally I was going to say, obviously, Hawk Girl and Hawk Man. Right. Yeah. Yeah. You know, that's that's boring. Yeah. It's the boring one. Let's throw a little little John Stewart into the mix. Yeah, man. I actually liked their, you know, in the cartoon alone. Interracial and interspecies. Yeah. You know what I mean? Definitely. In the cartoon alone, their their dynamic is very interesting. They had this very like cute relationship, and like she ends up betraying him, and 
lying to him for like long times, but they can tell they still care about each other. And they turns out that they're uh, they both know that they're gonna have a son at one point, mm. so they know that their future is meant for them to get together. But like right, you right, know, right. you don't know how it's gonna happen. And everything. I don't even want to talk about the comic book. Just watch the cartoon alone to see the relationship. True. It's fantastic. It is good. It's definitely good. Um, Captain America and Sharon Carter. Mm. Worth mentioning. Save not, uh, save that last dance for me, man. Yeah, definitely. You know, not nothing nothing crazy. Uh, but again, Sharon Carter was the niece of Peggy Carter, so not not the OG, but he was originally in love with oh, Peggy man. Carter, and then I Sharon. Peggy, yeah. Nah, man, that's Peggy. Uh, My bad. Sharon, Sharon was the niece, so we had that. Uh, Winter Soldier and Black Widow were together for a brief period of time. You know, Black Widow has actually been with quite a few people in Marvel comic books. Uh, she gets around a bit. She's been with Iron Man. She's been with Hawkeye. She's been with. Uh, she even her and Daredevil were together briefly at one point. So, you know, I actually think that's what's interesting about the MCU version of the characters. They don't actually, and they don't need to, but they never really put her with any character, right? Yeah. And it seemed like they were going to try to force it, and then they changed their mind. And I'm glad they changed their mind because it seemed at one point like she was going to have a relationship with Captain America, and then they didn't right. do it. And then obviously they were really pushing the the relationship with. Bruce Banner, and then they didn't do it. And I don't think she needs to have a love interest. She's gonna stand no. out on her own. Yeah, I don't think so either. It it is nice that they didn't go that route. Um, let me see. Anybody else really worth mentioning? I, I mean, there's, there's a ton, there's, but there's, there's not a like ton. a big. Yeah. You know, we got uh, we got Kate Kane and uh, Renee Montoya. Who now? Kate Kane, who is Batwoman. Right. Renee Montoya, which is the police officer. Gotcha, gotcha. Okay. Superboy and Wonder Girl. Hmm. Hawk and Dove. Beast Boy and Raven. Yeah, that's a good one. That's a good one. I like that one. Um, let me see. Do I have anybody else that I can think of? Out of the top of my head. Am I missing? Did I miss any big ones? I mean, look, there's a lot. I feel like you got all the big, big ones. Yeah, I think so, too. There's some... There's some weird ones too that I don't necessarily want to talk about. <laughs> uh, the Hulk was also with um, that alien from Planet Hulk. Right. They had a son together. They had a son. So that was a big deal. I forgot her name. Star Lord and Gamora. Is that true in the comics? Um, sometimes, yes. Gamora has also slept with Iron Man at one point too, so there's that. Interesting. interesting. Uh, Star Lord's been with Kitty Pride in the comic books. That's a more recent thing. So that's pretty cool. Uh, Thanos and Lady Death. Yeah. I forgot about that one. There's there's another big one. That one's good. This one was Jenna because it's a good one. Yeah, so the big thing with that is I'd imagine most people who listen to this have seen Infinity War. And in Infinity War, we know Thanos gets the Infinity Stones. He snaps, eliminates half the universe. In the comic books, his motivation for that, while he still he did still do the exact same thing, his motivation for doing it was significantly different. He was in love with the embodiment of death, which in the Marvel comic books is a woman. He wanted to impress her, and she said, the way you can impress me is to eliminate half of all life in the entire universe. And so he did got the Infinity Stones together, and he did just that. And it impressed her, and they did have a relationship briefly. But, I mean... Look, as you can imagine, any relationship born out of some bullshit like that was not made to last. 
So <laughs> it didn't last. But man, was that a dangerous couple at one point? And arguably the biggest feat that anyone has ever did for their love interest in Marvel comic books. True. So. Talk about the little the little love triangle, man. Again, again, not mention the love triangle. Are you talking about with uh, Deadpool? Yeah. Yeah, Deadpool also loved death at one point. Look, here's the crazy thing about Deadpool. Deadpool has been described before by his writers, by Marvel Comics, as pansexual. For those of you who don't know what pansexual means, it means you can be literally attracted to anything or anyone. So whether the person is a male, female, transgender, an alien, a half cat, it doesn't matter. He likes all of it. He has no problem with it. Um, so right. it's more like you love the person, not what their right gender or identity correct necessarily is. Yeah. So the fact that he f- can fall in anyone, love anyone, not anything. Yeah. With death, you know, makes sense. Right. Didn't he get like cursed by Thanos or some shit, or by death? Yeah, cursed by death. Yeah, cursed by somebody. Cursed in what way? He was like officially made so he couldn't die. Oh. And I, so it makes me feel like it's by death. But I also feel like yeah. it was Thanos trying to get revenge because Deadpool was moving in on his girl. Mm, maybe. I don't know. That is a weird love triangle. Though. Yeah. Super weird. Just the characters in the triangle are weird. Super weird. But yeah, man. All right. That's all I got. A little close calls time. Yeah, man. So this time we're going to talk about who... Or whom, whom, is the most iconic comic book couple? For the sake of argument, we're not gonna. <laughs> I'm gonna debate you on what the obvious one is, but I think we all know what the most obvious one is. Superman, Lois Lane. Absolutely, because again, it's one of those. I argue that MJ and Spider Man are. Easily just as bad. You want to switch this time? You want to argue for them, and I argue for Superman and Lois Lane. Is that, I mean, we are, so we all, are we already saying just those two? I mean, I mean yeah, I think that I, I would say so. Because if we're arguing, Joker the most and Harley Quinn are also. They are actually. You're right. Because if we're arguing the most iconic, we have to look beyond the realm of just comic book fans, right? We have to look at comic book couples who have reached the lives of normal people, right? That's why I would say Superman and Lois Lane are one of the most obvious. Because, again, like, I could have no idea of any kind of background or history of Superman and Lois Lane's relationship within comic books. But you'll still make that comparison of, like, somebody being the Lois Lane to your Superman. You know what I mean? Like, it's almost on the same level of, like, if it's me and you and I say you're the... I'm the Batman to your Robin. You know what I mean? Like, in a relationship, you could argue that somebody would make the comparison of that the girl is the lowest lane to your Superman or, you know, vice versa. Very interesting. Yeah. I always think, like, if you ever think, like, oh, it's the girl next door, and then you think it's, like, oh, it's, like, MJ. That's, I mean, that's a good point. Which one's more iconic? You know what? And a big part of me, 
Like, it shouldn't be, but I do feel like Joker and Harley Quinn because everybody makes that comparison. Everybody's that freaking costume for Halloween, too. That has skyrocketed quite a bit. between With the new popularity of of Harley Quinn especially, right? Joker's always been up there. Yeah. But the fact that they win through Harley Quinn, and it's funny because they've become so popular because they branched off from each other. Is why they become. It almost seems like it's why they become so popular as a couple, right? Because Harley Quinn has gotten more recognition by herself, separately from Joker, than she has with Joker. At least in terms of like right. movies and comics and TV shows. And we don't right? say like, that from Lois Lane or MJ. Right. right. Everything right now is like, oh, like they want to show Harley Quinn by herself as her own character, separate from the Joker and we've seen the Joker by himself plenty of times right Right. but it's almost like because they've become so popular separately that people now are like oh we gotta put them together like it's the Joker and Harley Quinn right they're so powerful alone like together they're like this crazy like insane couple right but they are iconic but what are they iconic for I guess would be my my thing. Like su- I feel like Superman and Lois love Lane for each other, yeah. but it's not true. It's not. I feel like Superman and Lois Lane are iconic because they're seen as like that that quintessential relationship, right? That perfect relationship. Because Superman alone is seen as like the perfect person. So like now he like whoever the woman he has is like it's got to be the perfect woman. They got to have the perfect relationship. Like right. It's Superman and Lois Lane, like yeah. Before Joker and it's, Harley it's Quinn, Superman and Lois Lane. It was so many people, like dressing up as those two. You know what I mean? Yeah, you really. I mean, you get it, but you don't get a lot of Spider-Man and Mary Janes dressed nah, up. You don't. You get more nowadays, I'd say, but it is still. Yeah. If it's I walked not up, up to a, that level, yeah. If I walked up to a random person on the street and I said, "Who's Superman's girlfriend?" I bet you nine out of ten people would know it's Lois Lane. Now, I mean, the same could probably be, maybe not, though. I don't know if the same number of people will get the answer right if I asked who Joker's girlfriend was. Nah, they would. You think so? Nah, yeah. I think, but I think a lot of people would struggle with MJ. Yeah, oh, no doubt. Who's Spider-Man's girlfriend? Yeah. It's something, it definitely wouldn't be nine out of ten. It would be like... Like six or five hours in. Right. Facts. Absolutely. You know, let's just say it's Superman and Lois Lane because it's messed up to be Joker and Harley Quinn. It is messed up to be Joker and Harley Quinn. Yeah, so definitely Superman and Lois Lane. Yeah, I definitely say they're the most iconic comic book couple because if we were arguing like amongst comic book fans, I feel like that's a different argument. But just in general, it's Superman and Lois yeah. Lane. You know what I mean? Yep. Because if we go amongst comic book fans, like, we could throw hella couples out there. Definitely. We could throw Jean Grey and Cyclops into the mix. We could throw Reed Richards and Sue Storm into the mix. You know what I mean? We could we could throw Spider-Man and MJ. We could throw Spider-Man and Gwen Stacy. We could Flash and I. Irish Flash and Iris West. Like, we could throw a bunch of, a bunch of those couples into the mix. But um, if we're talking more general... Superman and Lois Lane, for sure. Right. Cool. Cool. All right, man. Well, let them know where they can reach us, right, guys. You can reach us at Close Calls Pod. You can do it on Gmail. You can do it on Instagram. You can do it on Facebook. You can do it on Twitter. 
hit us up. Let us know what you thought of this episode. Let us know if there's any big couples you thought we should have talked about. Yeah. Um, or ones that, you know, maybe some more obscure ones that we missed that are definitely worth mentioning or, or bringing up. Because I know there are Thor quite and a Jane few. Foster. I didn't mention that one. It was in my head. See, this is what happens when we just wing it. Right? I know. We lose. But Thor and Jane Foster definitely should have been on the list for sure. It's That's like the last one. episode. We talked about the political leaders, and I just completely forgot about Aquaman. <laughs> yeah, which is which is went right over my head. Yeah, it, it happens, man. We're not perfect, uh, but yeah, let us know what you thought, and let us know who's your favorite comic book